to JR Takes, Ryan and Jonah coming at you live with some post-Seahawks talk following week 14? Week 14, yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, I guess we're not done with week 14 because we still got Monday Night Football tonight. But uh, yeah, yesterday, Seahawks, Panthers, game did not go as I predicted. As I said in last week's episode, I thought we would destroy them given the fact that Ben McAdoo is running their offensive playbook. And uh, to my surprise, like everything that's happened in this NFL season, we did not win. We did not do what I thought we were going to do. And a couple of reasons why we did not win. The defense giving up, uh, what was it, 223 rushing yards to... Foreman and Hubbard and Blackshear. Yeah, so... Are you kidding me? What kind of a three-headed bullshit dragon is that that we give up that amount of yards to? I know. I I remember, I think last week I said I thought this game could be annoying because the Panthers have a def- decent defense and they have a pretty solid run game. Um, and it went exactly how I feared. Um <laughs> Once Al Woods got injured in the second quarter or whenever that was, the run defense was just worthless. They could not. It's not like they gave up a bunch of explosive plays in the run game, but every single time the Panthers ran the ball, they got like six yards just over and over and over again. So I don't know if you saw the time of possession in the game. Let let me look up the exact numbers. Um because it was it was just outrageous how long the Panthers had the ball in this game. It was ridiculous. Well, I mean, and the opening drive, they had the ball up until like it ticked down to seven minutes. Yeah, at one point in the game, Jonah, in the first quarter, the Panthers had like 128 total yards, and we had seven. <laughs> and we literally had the ball for like probably less than a minute in the first quarter. It was insane. But yeah, I'm just looking at the stats here. The Panthers possessed the ball for 39 minutes and 16 seconds. So they had the ball almost twice as long as we did. Um, it was, it was just a perfect storm of disastrous bullshit because not only was it Gino's worst game of the season. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's ailing from an injury or what exactly was going on, but, um, he was really late on a lot of throws yesterday that almost got intercepted or did get intercepted, but the, the arm strength seemed to be off and it just, it was just kind of a rough game for him. Um, I think he just had a bad game. I think so. But I saw earlier in the week, he was on the injury report with a shoulder injury on his throwing shoulder. I don't know what happened, but that was a, um, something to note in the week. And, he he just seemed a little off. Like there, were, he was. It was like he wasn't getting the velocity on his throws that we've been seeing. Um, but that aside, like, good God, this defense fucking sucks, dude. They fucking <laughs> suck. I mean, like being at the game, seeing it, like you could just see the lack of energy and just domination of the Panthers' offensive line on our defensive line, and it's like the fifth week in a row that this has happened. I I don't really know what to make of it at this point because it's like, it's just so bizarre that for those four weeks there in October, when we were on that four game winning streak, the defense looked awesome. I mean, we stopped Saquon Barkley, who is by far a better running back than Chubba Hubbard or Donta Foreman or, you know, Cam Akers, who was almost cut earlier this season. But I mean, all, 
all those guys after we play the Giants have basically, you know, ran all over us. It's it's been very frustrating to watch, but um I it's looking at the playoff outlook, this was a game we needed to win to you know, have a pretty good chance to get in again because of the stupid fucking tie with the Commanders and Giants. That's looking more brutal um every day. But yeah, you gotta you gotta win the games that you're supposed to win, and the Seahawks have failed to do that two out of the last three weeks against the Raiders and this game in the Panthers at home, which really stings. So I think this season, no matter how these next five games goes or four games, is is going to be a success because we won more games than we were expected to. Geno Smith looks for real. We have a lot of young talent. Uh, there's a lot to like about this season, but. Honestly, after the the last four games, seeing just the way this team is playing right now, like if we make the playoffs, cool. That's awesome. That's an awesome success story. I don't think we have a chance to beat any playoff team on the road. I just don't. Who, who can we beat with this run defense? Yeah, probably no one. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'm looking at the the offensive numbers. Or I guess the offensive narrative stat lines from the game. And um, I didn't realize that Gino entered the game entering yesterday. He had the highest passer. He had the highest pass completion percentage in the league. Yeah. And second highest in passer rating up until yesterday. And he had an 80% or an 80 or higher passer rating every game. 60% completions in every game. The last two people to do that, Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning, or to do that over a stretch as long as Gino has was mm. Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning, both in their MVP seasons. I was going to say that so, was their MVP years, right? Just because Gino had a rough game yesterday, I don't, like, his consistency, he's given us reason to believe, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, and he still he's threw three back. touchdowns. He had yeah. some really nice... He and had he almost a couple, had 300 yards. Yeah. He had, like, what, 260 and something also, yards? also, that second interception he threw... They fucking jumped off sides. The whole stadium. So that, yeah, that, that was, was a weird play. That was horseshit that yeah. they didn't throw a flag there. I'm just, I'm not blaming the refs. We, it's our fault. We can't stop the run, not the refs' fault. But that was fucking bad. Like, mm-hmm. and that's like the tenth time this year that they've fucked up a routine call like that to our detriment. I'm just sick of it, man. I'm so yeah. sick of it. But did you see the rough in the passer call last night? in the Chargers Dolphins game. I did not. Justin Herbert just gets a tackled routine sack. They threw roughing the passer for I have not seen an explanation for it as to why they did it, but like literally it's it's probably the worst roughing the passing call I've ever seen, which is saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyways, enough about the refs. I just I just fucking hate them. But um yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying I'm off the Geno bandwagon by any means. He right. just, he had a really rough game there. I mean, that first half especially was, it was not good. He really, the thing about Geno though, is he's really responded from, from his poor play this season. Like he throws a pick next drive. He comes right out of the gates and just leads a touchdown drive. And that's what he did after he threw two picks. He comes out in the second half and, uh, we get two touchdowns and you know, this, the game really just was so abysmal in the first half. Um, when we got down 17 to nothing, like it just was like, we're, we're watching Sam Darnold dance around and throw one foot passes in the dirt and just look pathetic. 
and somehow the score is 17 to nothing. Like that's, that's what's uh, really got us behind the eight ball in this game. And it looked like, you know, coming out of the second half when we drove down to their, I think three yard line or five yard line or something. And we ended up setting, settling for a field goal to make it 20 to 17 right there. I was kind of like, ah, I feel like we really needed to score a touchdown there to, to just steal the momentum back from this game. Cause I the, agree. The Panthers had been just dominating us the whole game. Um, I've been to a lot of Seahawks games. I've never felt the energy level so low as it was yesterday. Like the stadium, when we were on offense, like you could hear a pin drop. It was insane how quiet it was. I wonder if now that, now that Gino has a a bit of expectations going with his gameplay, I wonder if like playing a team like the Panthers, a team he should win and should soundly beat, Maybe threw him off his game because you think about it, Geno Smith. When was the last time he went into a game, not the underdog, expecting you should win this game? Well, you know, and you I know what I mean. I I I think there's some truth to that, and I also think there's just truth to that in regards to Pete Carroll. I mean, how many times going all the way back to our Super Bowl season? Think of how close that awful Rams team came to beating us on that Monday night game or whenever that was. Remember the game against. The Buccaneers at home yeah, we went, we went down, down 24 to nothing or something like that. Yeah, and we yeah. needed like the biggest comeback in franchise history to win that game yeah. against a winless Bucks team. So I, I think no one is better at preparing as the underdog than Pete Carroll. But when it comes to a game where the opponent on paper doesn't look that great, there's a lot of games I could point to where we came out looking flat, unprepared, unmotivated. And I've never... Recency bias is, you know, prevalent here, but I can't recall seeing us come out looking coming out looking less motivated than what I saw yesterday yesterday, which is frustrating. And mm-hmm. um I've I've talked at length about our lack of talent on the defensive line in the front seven, which is I think the biggest factor why we've been struggling to stop the run. But well Shelby Harris not being active yesterday exactly really made a big He's difference. By far the best guy on that defensive line. Um but one thing that you brought up in the podcast last week as far as what we should do game plan, like why didn't we just stack the fucking box this whole game? I don't get it. Did you watch Sam Darnold? He's awful. Like <laughs> That was one of the most putrid quarterbacking performances in a loss that I've seen, like from the Seahawks defensive perspective, like this guy's not going to beat you in the air. His best play was when he scrambled out of a surefire. Yeah. A lot of them were play action rollout. Yeah. And on those plays, the deep shots are all covered, blanketed. And for some reason we let the leaking underneath guy come out uncovered, catch the ball, four yards away from Sam Darnold turn up field to get eight yards. It happened so many times yeah. yesterday. It was frustrating. Cause it's like, you know, we got the 49ers coming into town in a few days, which I'm dreading, but, uh, they're on their third string quarterback. Who's hurt. They Brock might be Purdy's hurt already. Yeah. He, he has some sort of, I, I don't remember the nature of the injury. He's questionable to play, but he got banged up in the game. Um, but there's a non-zero chance that Josh Johnson, who has been in the league since 2007, I believe, been on almost every team at some point. Or I another. forgot about him. Yeah, he might be the starter on Thursday. There's that's actually on the table. And even with that, I'm like, it doesn't matter because 
the like the one thing our defense is decent at this year is not you know getting burnt deep because we but we're just gonna get they're gonna run the ball like crazy yeah <clears throat> yeah I'm I'm actually going to the game on Thursday. oh you are yeah uh nice. so well, very, hopefully that very goes excited better. for that I think this is the the game that's gonna make or break our season if we don't win this game the season's over we don't win this game. It really just kind of looks like we're going to have a hard time winning another game, period, the rest of the way, because we're not going to be favored in any game besides maybe the Ram game at the end of the year. And even with that, Baker Mayfield looked, you know, like he has something left in him Mm -hmm. in that game. uh, I was so I was mad they won that game, but I was also glad they won that game because it makes my Baker Mayfield take coming to Seattle not as (laughs) not not as, as bad, not as low, like Bottom barrel, horrible takes, like rock bottom takes. doesn't look that bad anymore. Well, I'm really glad that the Rams won that game because that helps assure us to get a top three pick with the Denver pick. For sure. Um, and let, let's talk about, let's do our weekly Denver checkup because this, I mean, next year we're not going to be talking about Denver at all. Which, but until by the, the season's way, over. I have to bring this up real quick. You don't know because you were at the game, so you didn't hear the broadcast, but Mark Schlereth was calling our game the whole time, which it's oh, got to really? be really weird because he does Denver radio and he covers, he basically covers the Broncos. So it, oh, wow. it, it was weird because I listened to uh, one of his episodes a couple months back when the Broncos were really starting to go down that dark path uh-huh. and they were all, of course, just shitting all over them and they can't. The worst offensive in Broncos history, whatever. And it was just really w- weird watching the game, he, like hearing highlights of the Broncos game and hearing him talk about the sea. I don't know. It was yeah. just kind of I didn't an know interesting he was a dynamic. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He does. The, he does Denver, uh, <clears throat> Denver media. But number two overall pick, um, I don't really see that changing unless they can somehow beat the Cardinals or the Rams. Don't see them beating the Chiefs, even though they made it close. I yeah. So the offense for Denver really actually came alive, and I I wasn't rooting for Denver to win, but just because I still have some affection for Russ, I was like, dude, please like stop being the worst quarterback. In well, the he league. actually got hit pretty hard in the he, head yesterday. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah, it looked really bad. Did you see the like up close? Yeah, shot he was of just laying face? there. <laughs> yeah, he was he was out. They shouldn't. They should just. He should just go on IR, I think, because he had, I don't know if you saw, but he had a huge contusion on his head after that hit, like a bump sticking out of his head. Well, it makes sense. There was a bunch of grass in his helmet. <laughs> he got just crushed. I, on did that you notice play. how many quarterbacks went down yesterday? Yeah. Like seven. Uh, they, you had Kenny Pickett. Russell went down. I, so I didn't see what happened with Kenny Pickett, but I saw Trubisky was in. And I was he just like, got ah. like twisted and hit his head really hard. And mm. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, like it's late in the season. It's getting cold. Mike White got destroyed. Oh, I saw it that. It looked he, like the most painful thing I've ever seen. He got speared so hard. And he, he's he probably a, got like stabbed or something from a rib. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. He looked <laughs> in a world of pain when when that happened. Like I've it, never seen a grown man like writhing around on the floor like that. It was After awful. getting hit. <laughs> well, like if you watch the hit in slow motion, you can see his like midsection just get caved in for yeah. a split second there by the hit. And like, you can see him laying on the ground, like trying to breathe. Yeah. 
Smith looks <laughs> awful, dude. <laughs> Fuck playing quarterback, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I I think Russ might get shut down for the season with that because it looked like a really bad concussion. They have nothing to play for. Um, their whole team is basically broken right now. They have like a practice squad offensive line, Jerry Judy, and a bunch of practice squad receivers. Essentially, like it's not looking good for. I I see no path to them winning another game i mean this was their closest chance russell was playing like the russell wilson of old for a minute there he you know was like doing good things Mm -hmm. um and he was rushing a lot and i wonder if this is why he didn't want to scramble and run as much as he has been because of injuries but uh anyway um it's very very likely that that first round pick ends up being no worse than third overall at this Mm -hmm. point like it's it's pretty much a done deal unless Rippon comes in and is a second coming of Manning, which he's not. He's I mean, I think for Denver fans that have been shitting on Russ, if you think if you think that's been bad, it's going to be a whole lot worse with this guy. <laughs> and if it's not, then that's a really bad look. So <laughs> we'll, we'll it's see a lose lose for so. Denver fans, no matter what. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're firmly in that. Territory. I'm sorry, guys, but it's just you win some and you lose some. But in your case, you haven't been winning very many recently. Um, so all that said and done, um, our draft pick, the Seattle Seahawks first round pick, is really starting to become more a factor for me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, up until I would say this game, I've been like, we're going to make it into the playoffs. I've seen enough. Like, we look like a playoff team. And I think we could maybe make some noise. But. It's just looking like, especially with all the injuries we've had at the running back room, you know, with Kenneth Walker going down, like we can't get a successful rushing play like 99% of the time. It's like no gain or a loss of a yard. It reminds me of the 2017 season when we have Eddie Lacy running into Luke Jokel. Like it's, it's that level of bad. And when you can't stop the run and you can't run yourself, how are you going to win in January? It's, it's, it's like impossible mm-hmm. as good as Geno Smith has been. And I think he's been great top 10 minimum this season, like objectively. So I, I see, I see no reason to, you know, start doubting Geno, but um, I'm, I'm already thinking about 2023 to be honest. Um, this season has been really fun. Um, let's, let's keep the fun going for a few more weeks here, but realistically, I do think like, I'm not saying tank and we're not in tank territory, but I do think in the long run, it might be better if we finish the season at eight and nine or even seven and 10, because <clears throat> our first round pick may end up being in, you know, the top 12 and to have two picks in the top 12 in this draft, that would be huge, man. Yeah, that would be, a, that'd be awesome. I, out of pride though, it bothers me that all four NFC East teams are oh in the playoffs God. and that is making like everyone in the media, I, that's going to. It's like the worst thing that could happen I know, for a Seattle. The fan. Commanders and Giants are worse than us. Like they're not good. Giants teams. haven't won a game in over a month. Yeah, and we <laughs> crushed them. <laughs> we made them look useless. What sucks though is we lost to the entire NFC South, and none of them have a winning record. We lost to all four of them. Wow. Yeah, half of them at home too. See, that is my point. Like, and your point about Pete Carroll and game planning for shitty teams. Yeah. We always do bad against them. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Like I think of in 2019, 
you know, we were, I think we were like 10 and two or something like that. We got off to a crazy good start that mm-hmm. year and we were trying to, you know, lock up the NFC West and potentially get a first round buy. And then the Arizona Cardinals come in who are like five and nine at that point and just beat our asses at home. And is that what with Brett Huntley? Yeah, that's when he came oh, in. Oh, God, I forgot and about that. And continued to whoop our ass at home. <laughs> then the next season, you know, we're, you know, they, the 2020 Seahawks were an interesting team starting off 5-0 and and then kind of faltering down the stretch but getting to 12-4. and uh, We were in prime position to get the number one seed that season, too. And the Giants come in with Colt oh my God, fucking I forgot, McCoy. I forgot about that one. And again, just kick our ass at home (laughs) like and we could we could go back at even more seasons to like the 2017 season when the Kirk Cousins Redskins came into CenturyLink and beat us in a game where Kirk Cousins threw for like 20 yards like it just there's been a lot of times over the years where we have had bad upset losses at home to teams we should beat and I'm I'm sick of it I don't think the blame should be thrown squarely on Pete Carroll, but I, you know, I do think this is something that he needs to change because we we can't have the success that we want if we're dropping big games at home to shitty teams like the Panthers. I think the Panthers have some good players, but they're not a good fucking team. They're objectively not. Yeah, I just no, don't get horrible. it. Just don't get it. And now we are officially bottom three in the NFL in points allowed. There's only two teams that have given up more points than us this season from our defensive guru head coach. So that's the last I'll uh, say shitting on Pete Carroll, but I have been going to bat for you for a lot of this season, but you're, you're frustrating me, Pete. You got to get this thing together. No kidding. <laughs> um, Anything else, Ryan? I mean, what what do we have next week? The, oh, yeah, the duh, Thursday night game. Yeah. But it's happening in two days. At least it's happening really soon so we can get it over with. I mean, I hope it's a great game and we win for your sake. Um, there's just no logical place in my brain where I think that's going to happen. Do you really think, though, that we're going to get dominated? Because every week this team proves us completely wrong. They do surprise us one <laughs> way or the other every week, I, for sure. I thought... For sure, we would beat the Raiders and the Panthers. And I thought for sure we would lose to, like, you know, the Broncos in the first game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think we have a chance. It's a primetime game. We're at home. I'm sure Pete Carroll is going to, you know, motivate these guys. We're going to be pissed off. Um, But we have that going for us. Um, But talent-wise, I really see no area where we're going to be able to have success on either side of the ball against them. How but long is Kenneth Walker out for? He has a chance to play this week. He is like questionable for it. For that matter, hopefully <clears throat> Al Woods and Shelby Harris will both be available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good God. We need, we need someone back there to, to try to plug up some holes and stop the run. Should see if like Michael Bennett is still available. <laughs> I know Michael Bennett. He was like interviewing Pete Carroll during the preseason. (laughs) I know. Like, hey, can he still get in a three point stance? Uh, Uh, Yeah, not to mention they have Christian McCaffrey now. So he's probably just going to. So Debo is going to miss the game for sure, though. So he's done for the year, I think. Is he? He was carted off the field, the knee injury. Well, 
I, you know, I obviously don't root for that, but that does give us a little more of a chance. Brock Purdy, he had a pretty good game, but he's going to be battered at the very least because he got hurt, um, even if he does start. And he's very inexperienced. Um, but yeah, the, the only chance we have is if we f- will a way to stop the run. Yeah, well, and I think if we stop the run, one guy that always torches us it seems every time we play them is george kittle so hopefully they can shut him down yeah in the flat always kicks our ass (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's pretty much i i i don't think we're gonna win on thursday but i'm gonna go i'm gonna change that mindset when i'm walking towards the field yeah and at the very least the atmosphere is gonna be way crazier for you on thursday than it was for me in the stadium Sunday like I, I honestly w- w- after being in the game for 30 minutes I was like why did I spend money on this <laughs> I was gonna say I I only kind of like going to Seahawks games where the team they're playing has like a really good quarterback or something like that like mm. it's kind of like over the past years like all the games that I've like personally spent my money on like that I didn't have like a, a friend selling me tickets or whatever I always like mm. try to choose a game where I'm like oh I'm probably never going to get a chance to see that guy ever again. Yeah. I'll go to this game. So. Well, I just had a ton of fun last season in uh, Wilson and Wagner's final home game against the Lions. I don't even remember. It wasn't Jared Goff that was playing quarterback for the Lions. I don't remember who it was because it was the backup. But um, that was like one of the funnest games I've been to because it was like a crazy shootout mm-hmm. where we had like a 10 point lead the whole time. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I bought the Panthers tickets just because they were cheap. Yeah, Basically. no, I'm not like I wasn't even going to go to a game this year until yeah. uh, that shows you what kind of fan I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I basically got these tickets for tickets for super cheap. And why not go to the game if we're in this spot we're in? And that's also like if you can get Seahawks tickets for cheap, go to the game, even if we're bad. Because yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It could be kind of fun if at the end of the year, like regardless of how the season has played out, like if we all found a way into like the Rams game at mm-hmm. home, that could be a fun one. to Yeah. Go to. Yeah. Especially if Baker's playing. Quarterback. Yeah. That would be fun to just be super loud and scream at him while he's on the jumbotron. Yeah. And just get obnoxiously drunk and in then- the stadium. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so 49ers game coming up. Um, We'll have a recap of that coming probably. We may even have two episodes this week. We'll see. Yeah. We have a mini bye week after the Thursday night game. I weirdly have Friday off, so maybe we can um, do an episode. Maybe we can get the video going on Friday. That could be fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's it for this episode. It's a little bit of a short one, and we're all kind of pissed off about the Panthers game. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh,